What's up, Hot Breathiverse? Hey, happy Friday. It's Joel. We're back. This is the Hot Breath Radio Hour. I would host a live podcast where comedians would perform, and then I interview them. I've got a couple in the chamber here, so I thought I'd start rolling these out. You know, I've mentioned before I'm trying to build more of the community aspect of this and the network aspect of Hot Breath. So with this, I would love your feedback. What do you like? What do you don't like? Hey, hey, Joel, maybe not sharing these again. Or, hey, Joel, we want to hear more of these. Actually, would you come to our town and do one of these? All of this, please reach out. Social media at hotbreathpod or hotbreathpod at gmail.com. I definitely love to connect. I need to connect. We've been getting a lot of great feedback from you lately, and I would love to hear more and more, and we can start to build this together. So, that being said... Enjoy the Hot Breath Radio Hour. Go. We are recording. We are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hot Breath Radio Hour. Okay, that's a good response. It's a good response for the podcast. The listeners will really be able to tell all the empty chairs in here. They're going to, they heard it. Welcome, everybody. Like, Is it welcome? We're on a rainy patio right now. This is going to be good. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming out. I am your host, Joel Byers. What we are doing here this evening is a, a live comedy podcast. I host a weekly podcast called Hot Breath, where I interview comedians about their process and the business. But I decided, hey, I host a weekly comedy show. Why not make that a podcast? So what you're going to experience tonight is some of... Atlanta and comedy in general's finest comedians performing, and then we do like a quick interview about their set, about their process. Maybe if you have a question for them, we could do that as well. But um, are you excited? Looks like you just got really excited. Give them a round of applause for being excited. <laughs> Excitement! That's great. Is this a first date, perhaps? No, you've been around? Nice. Congratulations. Thanks for coming out. See, I went in. They said no, nah, but they said y'all. Yeah. But this, this, this lady here didn't even, she's side-eyeing me right now. She caught me even just pointing at her subtly. She's like, is this a Lifetime movie now? This creepy guy just staring at me through the window? She didn't even look up from her phone. She was like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool, your dream's cool. That's fine. We'll be in here living our dreams in the air conditioning. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first really official. I made a flyer. By the way, how did you hear about the show? My webs? Java Monkey's website? Whoa. I'm not, I'm not uh, excited about that. She said, do you want to know my situation? I didn't want, this isn't a therapy session right now. This is a comedy show. Oh. <gasps> wow. She's here, everybody. Give her a round of applause. And what's your name? Nia. Nia. Well, welcome, Nia, and your friends. Thank you for bringing supportive friends. Congratulations, Nia. Just young. How, how old are you? Are you in school? Are you just 18? From high school. Yeah, don't worry about college. That's just 
That's a vacation from home before you move back in. Don't worry about that. It all comes full circle. You're like, oh, does Sally Mae give loans on a job too? Or is that just on college? Can I get a loan? Can I get an $8 an hour loan, Sally Mae? <laughs> now you're going to be good. Don't worry. I graduated liberal arts. It all worked out. Look at me. This is going to be good, though. The lineup's dope. That's all that really matters. And you're a dope audience, so that's what's going to happen this evening. You're going to have a dope show. So, that being said, I do have some gifts for all of you that came out this evening. Oh, snap. These are the Joel Byers Church fans. <laughs> Won't he do it? Go ahead and get you on there. You guys all have to share it, though. We, we, don't, have, we don't have the budget for... No, we do. There's hey, there you go, buddy. There you go. So this can be used to fan yourself. Um, well, you know, that, that sounded not safe for work. Um, fan yourself in the bathroom if you really want to get in there. This is more for just a little vibe. It's my face on a fan. Look, look, Mom, we made it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody, everybody get one? Did you get one? There you go. Isn't that top quality? All you got to do is not pay back your loans, and you have money to spend on face fans. So we're doing pretty good here, I got to say. It's looking pretty good. Oh, look at this guy. Hey, now. Dad's home. Oh, he said, no. Nah. The fans scared him away? Are the fans scary? Is that what's going on? So I am, uh, I am Joel Byers. I am a, a comedian, podcast host, husband. Welcome to the show. All right. So this is what we're going to do here. Comedians are going to come up, perform, then they're going to do a nice little fun interview about it. And... Um, it's going to be a good night. Has anybody in here thought, are you thinking about comedy or you just want to come watch? You just wanted to watch. Anybody else ever thought about it and they're like, meh. One in the back, the late guy. That's a good, um, it's a good habit to have. Oh, not you, him. Sorry, sorry, I wasn't. Comedy show. You got it. Come on. It's a podcast, too. You can come in. You're safe. That was a weird reaction to an invitation. Wasn't that a little strange? <laughs> hey, come on, we're having fun. <laughs> That's my favorite part about this show is like you can just see people leaving. But they got to walk through here. We should really barricade that door. That would be the best. We just funnel everyone in here. It's like, no, the entrance is now the wet patio. You have to stay in the rain longer. This is going to be so good. I got a new shirt for this. My wife got me a new shirt for this. <laughs> she ordered it for me. I am so well trained. How long have you been together? A month? Young love. Look at this. So happy and spry. Congratulations. Nice. How'd you meet? Dating app. I would not, you look like you would have met at like a picnic or something. Or like a, like a march. I feel like you would have met for a march for like Earth Day. 
You look very put together. Well, I hope this helps the um, the relationship. It's going to be fun. Welcome, sir. Look, give him a round of applause. Look at him coming in here. Cheers. So I don't want to brag, but this is the first show where I did Facebook promotion. Anybody in here from Facebook? Are you really? Are you being LinkedIn? What? No. Are you being serious? LinkedIn? Oh, we Gucci gang out here. I'm doing the chicken wing. I don't know what is going on. I've never had a middle-aged white guy say LinkedIn and me get so turned up right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, LinkedIn. See, don't sleep on LinkedIn, kids. Don't sleep on the LinkedIn. I'm going to come back door into success. I'm going to... Dude, are you... LinkedIn, that's... Man, well, thanks for coming out, man. Hey, we got some big hitters tonight, too. My hitter, my hitter. Probably don't get that reference. This is going to be good, though. We got um, we got a dope lineup. I say we go ahead and kick it off. What do you kids say? You guys ready to kick it off? All right. You're just in time, sir. So thanks for hanging out. And um, away we go. So your first comedian of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and kick it off with a bang here. This gentleman is in town actually filming uh, season 12 of Wild and Out. You um, may have seen him on Late Night with Colbert, but he's going to come give us some of his comedy juice. So please give it up for the hilarious Jacob Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Jacob Williams! All right. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Um, but uh, my name's Jacob Williams. That's it for me. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, let's get you a chair, buddy. Please have a seat. We're going on a date. Look, we have a tablecloth. Give it up for the tablecloth one time as well. It's especially good for the podcast when people are listening and you describe things they can't see. That's podcasting 101. Boy, these microphones, look at all these naked people. And then I'll insert laughter and post. Look at that set dressing. Look at that tea light. This is romantic now. Yeah. So Jacob Williams, give it up one more time for Jacob. Thank you. Thanks. So exciting. The, even the, uh, the sirens are excited. You killed, man. You, somebody's leaving an ambulance. You did so well. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So the you said you were, you're in town filming Wild and Out uh, yes, right now. Yes, true, yes. And you, were, you told me you were coming by to try new jokes. So what is, uh, what is your process with developing new jokes? Um, I just think of things and then try to say them in front of people and see if they laugh and then... They laugh. I say it again in front of a different group of people. And you make it. Uh, <laughs> you make it sound so easy. Like, I just think and then say, <laughs> and then they laugh. Uh, not they don't necessarily laugh. That's <laughs> should I go back to the drawing board. What was a joke you did tonight that you're gonna have to go back to the drawing board? I don't know. I guess um, some of it 
I have to I have to check the tape later. Ooh, check the See. tape. It was all a, a blur, a whirlwind, but it was fun. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. You record all of your sets? Uh, yeah, I try to record them and listen to them and uh, see what went wrong or right. Um, but, yeah. Good nervous laughter from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're... Do you have a question? Oh. How did I get in the business? Okay, um, this is now his podcast. The guy from LinkedIn showed up to start his own podcast. Which, well, but how, how did you get in the business, Jacob? Um, how did I get in the business? Um, I was uh, just uh, in college, and my friend was doing an open mic, and I was like, oh, I should try that. And then I started doing open mics, and then just kept getting on stage. And it's uh, pretty much how everyone gets started, I guess. You just Where'd you try start? it out. Uh, Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin? College. <laughs> they but have comedy. Yeah, but after that, basically, like, the Chicago area is where I started out. Oh, that's where you developed? So, you, like, moved yeah. there? Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, I had been... Uh, right now, it's, uh, like, it'll be 11 years in September from the first time I did stand-up. And you're based out of New York, right? Uh, yes, that's correct, yeah. You seem nervous. Are you nervous right now? Uh, yeah, this is a big deal for me. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is big break, guys. Hot breath I've, radio uh, hour. <laughs> I mostly did Wild Now so I could get books on this podcast. <laughs> this is like my pinnacle moment, and I just don't want to mess it up, you know? It's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, this is the gateway. Wild and Out is the gateway to podcasting. Yes. So, congratulations. Yes. yes, I feel very. How did you happy get Wild and Out? Um, well, I was, I won this contest once to open up for Nick Cannon, so we did, he saw my stand up there, and then I did America's Got Talent, and I guess between those, um, I guess he liked my comedy and, uh, really, um, put in a good word to MTV, and I got a chance to audition and got to do, this will be my eighth season this summer, so I'm very Jeez. excited about that, and feel eighth very lucky season. to be coming back, and there's so many good people, so yeah, I just feel very lucky to still be in the mix for this season. So like three years into comedy, you're on Wild and Out? Um, I think I was like five or six years in maybe at that point. Oh, uh, eight seasons, like not eight years. Um, the, yeah, they've started okay. doing like two seasons a year the last couple of years. So it's, um, yeah, so I've been on there for like maybe five or six years or something like that. As the white guy. Um, I am a Kinda. white guy, yes. <laughs> in that world. Um, in any world, uh, <laughs> it doesn't really depend on whether I'm there or not. I'm still a white guy. I don't like morph into a different ethnicity. I love. I pressed you on being uncomfortable, and now you're <laughs> you're like coming out now. That's very cool. You have a question? Yeah. What's up? So, what is your favorite thing about Wild and Out, and your least favorite thing about Wild and Out? Favorite thing? Am I least favorite thing? Um, my favorite thing is, uh, I don't know, just telling jokes and <laughs> getting to be funny <laughs> on there. And uh, my least favorite thing was probably the first year when uh, I went. I tried to go to the after party and the bouncer didn't believe that I was in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to take like an hour commute back home after to the hotel because I, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, well, you seem to know what you're talking about. I'm out of here. But... Uh, <laughs> You didn't press him? You just said no, you're probably right. No, I was right. like, fair enough. If you don't see it, <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody else have any questions for uh, Jacob? Yeah. Um, so do you have like a process for taking like a life-experience story and crafting it in stand-up? Like 
So a process for developing a life experience into comedy material. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I feel like sometimes the most painful things end up being good for stand-up. But yeah, I just try to like free write and then uh, write, listen to the sets and see like what worked and write that down and then try to maybe punch it up and just figure it out. So, cool. Yeah. Anything Whatever. else for Jacob? Well done, man. Well, thanks for doing the show. All Great right, job, so Jacob Williams. Me. Everybody, give him Have a round of applause. Woo! You can keep an eye out. He'll be, um, we scheduled an interview to do tomorrow for a long form. So we'll go all in depth on the process and all that jazz. Ooh, Nia came for the selfie. Give it up for Nia shooting her shot. Did you get it? Did you get it? Nice. Congratulations. You made it. So soon enough, when we do this, we're gonna have like, we're gonna have like a crew that'll move. We're gonna have set designers. They're gonna be dressed in all black, like the puppeteers do, where they're just supposed to be invisible, but really we see you. What is that noise? Oh. Are people helping? Oh, I was trying to make a bit about it. Oh no! Whoa. Oh my gosh, did this just become like a production? Yo, give it up for the helping hands. Robert Joseph, Garrett Hayes. Garrett also does, I mean, he's a DJ. He does lights. He does all productions. If you have a wedding or a party, anything you need, that's the dude. That's the plug right there. But anyway, oh, he also does um, comedy too. Well, anyway, that was fun. Did we lose your boo? He went back, he, he's, okay. I just wanna make sure we didn't scare him off. Anyway, let's keep it rolling. What do you guys say, huh? You wanna ready for another comedian here? Yeah. Boom. All right, well ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian coming to the stage. A young gun in this comedy game, but he has a very bright future. Please bring a warm, hot breath welcome for Coy Sutley, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, Brother Joel, at this revival with all our hand fans. I love it. You heard right. My name is Coy Sutley. That is spelled C-O-Y. That is actually a family name. I'm named after my grandfather, Coy Griffin. His parents, no shit, were named Joy and Leroy Griffin. All right? They had four sons. They had Coy, Troy, Roy, and Tim. All right? Great-grandma Joy would always say one of those boys was a mistake. She would never tell us which one. We never figured it out. But uh, I like my name. I like that I have a unique name that uh, people don't really know what to expect until they meet me in person. I uh, found this out when I was dealing weed in college um, because uh, a young woman was coming to buy some weed for me the first time. She was a referral. I'd never met her before. And uh, I opened the door, and she gave me like one of these. And I said, whoa, what's up? And she was like, well... Uh, you know, you selling weed with a name like Koi, I was thinking you were going to be black. And I was like, wow, well, with a Volkswagen Jetta and a name like Lauren, I was thinking you were going to be attractive. So we're both disappointed here. It's all right, folks. I, did, I overcharged her for that eighth. She paid 50 for that eighth. Yes, um, she got what she deserved. Um, let me see. I got a... 
I got a little high today. I made an important decision in my life. I, uh, I decided that Reese's is definitely, definitely my favorite candy bar. Absolutely. Now, yeah, clap it up. I see we got some Reese's lovers in the back. Absolutely. So Reese's, not just my favorite because it's delicious. Reese's is my favorite candy because they're innovators. All right? Because with Reese's, you don't just get the regular king-size genres of candy. No, no, no. With Reese's, you can get the one cup. You can get the two cup, the four cup. You can get the sticks, the pieces, the puffs. Don't even get me started on the holidays. All right, they've got a heart for Valentine's Day. They've got an egg for Easter. They've got a pumpkin for Halloween. They've got a tree for Christmas. I honestly think they should just step it up and go ahead and do all federally mandated ho uh, holidays because I think come January, we would all love to see that chocolate and peanut butter silhouette of Dr. Martin Luther King, hashtag MLK cup. The only Reese's I don't like, definitely the white chocolate Reese's, all right? And it's not because I don't like white chocolate. I love white chocolate, all right? But have you ever looked at the packaging on a white chocolate Reese's? It doesn't say white chocolate Reese's. It just says white Reese's, all right? Now, if you look a little closer right above that Reese's logo, in really tiny letters, it says only. That's a white's only Reese's. That's a racist candy bar, y'all. Stay woke, all right? So, they may be racist, but Reese's, at least they're innovators. You know what I'm saying? Because with Reese's, now they're putting stuff inside the Reese cup. Did you hear about this? They're putting cookie crisp inside of a Reese cup. They're putting Reese's pieces inside of a Reese cup. You may not know this, but right now, we're all inside of a Reese cup. It's crazy. My second favorite candy, a little different. Second favorite candy, Junior Mints, all right? What, you don't love Junior Mints? Thank you, thank you. Junior Mints has never done a commercial. Junior Mints does no holiday promotions. They've never had a celebrity promotion either. Junior Mints, I think the only marketing they really do is like an old newspaper boy right on the corner like, come get your Junior Mints, see? Junior Mints, the only toothpaste that's covered in pure chocolate. In fact, one out of 10 dentists says that instead of brushing your teeth, you can just eat a whole box of Junior Mints. So come on down, boys and girls, get your Junior Mints, see? <laughs> that's my first time trying that joke. Thank you for being so receiving. Hilarious. Um, I also love Junior Mints because, you know, you never know when you're done with the box. You might think you're done with the box. You shake it, you don't hear anything. But we all know if you pop that box open a little and look inside of there, you're going to see at least one or two Junior Mints that the toothpaste has busted open. They're hanging onto their sides. And you just see them in there like, hold on, laddies, they're coming for us. <laughs> I don't know why I made the Junior Mints Irish. It was a choice I made. I'm going to stick with it. I got high another time today, and I was thinking about how I'm worried about hip-hop. I feel like a lot of hip-hop artists, there might be a virus going around. Like, um, I'm worried about Jay-Z. He's always, <coughs> it's your boy, disinfect the throne. Or, uh, or Gucci Mane, definitely got the hit chills. Burr. <laughs> Terrible. Has anybody ever heard of the cinnamon challenge? Has anyone ever heard of this? All right, so you, you eat a spoonful of cinnamon, you try to say cinnamon, it's pretty much impossible. 
Well, there's a new thing going around. It's actually called the Cocoa Challenge. Have you heard of this? All right. So instead of putting a spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth, you get some of the hardest people you know. You really want to get like a marine, a lumberjack, a blood, a crip, maybe a Latin king. You sit them all in a room, and you have them watch the movie Coco, <laughs> Pixar's Coco, and the challenge is to see if they'll cry or not. Guaranteed they're going to cry, all right? Have you seen Coco? It's the saddest movie out there. Forget Bambi, forget Old Yeller, absolutely. It's terrible. I cried Marley and Me tears, y'all. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. It hurt my heart. Absolutely. So if you, so I see some of you guys, you're like, no, nah, not me. I'll watch Coco. I'll be fine. Fellas, I'm telling you, you're going to get a mist, at least like a glaze. All right. Ladies, if you're with your guy and you watch the movie Coco and you don't see at least a small tear, know that you're dating a white walker. He's got a heart of ice. You need to do something about that. But I'm about to bring back your host. Give it up for Joel Byers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mic's so much louder than theirs. It's by design. Here we go. Oh, uh, let's set the light. Nice. Are you ready? I'm ready for this. Are you nervous for this? Mm, a smidge. How, um, do we have a, we good? We good, Mr. Production? Oh, nice. Oh, I think we're. Am I too loud? Am I coming in too hot? Feeling good? <sighs> this guy's a hot brethren. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. One more time. Get up for Coy Sutley. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So, how long have you been doing comedy, sir? Um, a little less than two years now. So. Wow, a little less than two years. Yeah, I think I'm in like a year and eight months or something like that. Very nice. And how do you feel about that set you just did? Uh, it could use some work. It could use a little work. Um, <laughs> you know, real, uh, real loud, real lively crowd this evening. Um, beautiful crowd, though. Y'all look great. We love you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you did great, that. man. I appreciate it. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. I tried some new jokes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on them. And how do you find your material? Um, a lot of times it's in conversation. You know, if you're joking around with your friends, uh, something funny comes up, I say something funny, I try to immediately put it in my phone. Mm -hmm. and then try to write it out longhand later, and if it uh, works in front of a crowd, then I actually put it in my computer and type it out. Oh, you type it out. Well, is that's for, like, full sets and stuff like that. Is this before or after drugs? When do, where do drugs play in? You referenced um, weed <laughs> a for, few times. So drugs, I mean, TA, marijuana, not a drug, first of all. <laughs> all right. At least in my, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I'd like to say uh, with the pin and the one-hitter pretty much all the time. So it's just an all-day all situation. Anybody else about that life? This too, guy in the back? Too no? high to raise your hand? No. Uh, okay. His company tests. <laughs> this guy. Came in from LinkedIn, by the way. You can get way. synthetic urine pretty easily, but we'll talk about that after the Whoa, show. Whoa, I'm learning so much. You millennials. Hey. I remember when I, when I got high, the weed wasn't even strong enough to fail a drug test. <laughs> now it's like, it's, it's, it's like space weed now. It yeah. looks like candy. It's all covered in sugar crystals. and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. Does anybody have any questions for a Koi? This is a newer comic. Trying to get his feet into the game. Yeah, what do you got, buddy? How do you bet which candy you're going to tell a joke about? 
How do you vet which Ooh. candy you tell a joke about? Uh, 100% true. Reese's, absolute favorite. Oh, uh, the, won't he do it? It's <laughs> pour one out for Reese's. I'm actually I'm trying to go uh, sugar free and eating better and doing a bunch of different things in my life. And <laughs> every time I see a, a stuffed Reese's cup with the pieces inside of it, I break down. I gotta get it. So that uh, that real life situation kind of morphed into the joke. What's the most? How many Reese's have you eaten in, in one sitting? Oh shit! So um, <laughs> you know you can get like the the bag of white chocolate Reese's. It's like this tall. It's meant for like four or five people. The racist Reese's. <laughs> the racist, yeah, yeah right. Okay. The racist Reese's. Uh, that was I one of his jokes, everybody. Yeah. Callback. He's a comedian. Thank you. Um, but I've eaten a whole bag of those multiple times. One sitting, honestly, like less than five minutes. It goes down. <laughs> If, you know, watching Westworld, just killing Reese's. How many are in there? Oh, uh, they're like this big. So there's small Reese's. Oh, yeah. But there's probably 50 of them in there. I mean, a lot. 50 in five minutes? Yeah. And yeah. that's, a, you got to unwrap them, right? So that's no, no, most no. These are the ones you don't have to wrap. So I can just pop them in the mouth like Tic Tacs. I really don't even <laughs> chew most of the time. I just swallow. <laughs> Any, can anybody top that? Has anybody eaten more than that, Reese's? Top that Reese's 50 story. in five minutes? This guy's Googling the world record up there. He's like, is that a record? Oh, no. For Christmas, uh, you know, for Christmas, they sell the Reese's that are like this large. It's like a half pound of Reese's. And I told my girlfriend I wasn't going to eat them all that night. Yeah. And it didn't happen. I ate both of those bad boys. <laughs> it's an issue. We're really up here talking about my addiction at this point. But see, that's what you say you're trying to cut back on sugar, and then somebody groaned. <laughs> if you're like, I'm cutting back on cocaine, people are like, yeah, good for him. But you say you're trying to do healthy like food. People are like, oh, who is this communist? Right. So you just, you love Reese's and you eat them. So then as you're eating it, you're like, there's a joke in here. That's yes. where it triggers. Yeah, that's definitely where it started for sure. Nice. Anybody else have a question for Coy? What do you uh, find in a good substitute for sugar? Can you, can you help me Great question. What is a good substitute for sugar? Because sugar is the new tobacco. Yeah, so um, one thing uh, when I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes is that I found that like substitutes like straight up don't work. It's better just to like completely take it out of my life um, but when uh, my girlfriend's made cookies she's used like honey for a sweetener mm. so that helped a lot and um, yeah, that's really all I could think of but most of the time I just try to just knock it out which is why I break down at gas stations and buy them <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, I feel you buddy if you give me a box of cereal and a candle it's a date night for me <laughs> one of these one of these right here yeah. buddy for the podcast it's one of the tea lights just for and uh, dates are another good. Speaking of dates, oh yeah, dates are a good substitute. Lava They're high bars. in sugar, but oh, it's like a it's it's still sugar, but it's not a bag of Reese's. Dates look terrible though. They look like turds. They, they look <laughs> wow. disgusting. They taste great. But they look. I terrible. never saw them as turds till just now. Yeah, you just ruined dates for me. <laughs> All right, Coy Sutley, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> Woo. Nice job, man. Everybody keep an eye on him on the way out. Make sure he doesn't backslide into some Reese's loving. Oh, snap. Oh, are we playing pregame music right now? Thank you so much. Dude, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing show. What do you guys think so far? We have one more for you this evening. Can you handle one more? This is going to be dope. Oh, snap. This is fresh. What was that, DJ? What is this? What is it called? Interesting. I don't know what he said, but that's cool. 
Oh, all right. Here we go, kids. He said it was royalty-free. That's what he said it was. <laughs> anyway, all right. So this has been fun. What do you guys think of the show so far? This is a new format. You guys dig it? You guys like it? Worth coming out from LinkedIn for? That's what's up. All right. Well, we have Solo Uno Mas this evening. You know, I love comedy, and I also like love learning. So I thought this was a cool way to combine both. And hopefully you guys learn as well. And you're, uh, you got your church fans, so holla. But anyway, let's bring up your... What do you think, Nia? Are you happy this is still a bucket list thing? Totally happy. What about you, friends? Are you still going to be friends with Nia after this? Maybe. You're, you're on the fence. You even want to sit in the chair. He sat over in the bleachers, and they're like, well, come on. If we're going to do it. But you must be looking. So it's all good, man. Got the church fans. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen of Hot Breath Radio Hour, your final comedian of the evening, one of my personal favorites, not just in Atlanta, but in comedy. This dude is absolutely hilarious. I th he's, he's been growing so much in comedy and really become one of the top in the city. Rightfully so, he's closing this out. So join me in bringing a loud round of applause for the hilarious Michael Rowland, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, everybody. This is good. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, what, what's up? Um, I realized who I look like recently. I uh, think I look like Andy Samberg fucked Rudy. Some people see that. Thank you. What's been up? I've been hanging out with my grandma a lot recently. That's been really cool. We'll go eat dinner together at her nursing home, and it's lovely. It's a lovely experience. It'll be me my grandmother, and her friend, Miss Kathy. Now, Miss Kathy's about 89 years old, but she's a sharp lady. She's got a sharp wit. Anything I say, she's got a cool retort to. Anything I say, she's got this fun, witty comeback. It's like she really gets me. She's old, but she gets me. She always has great advice for me. And it's like, oh, have you ever been so lonely? You met an old person you vibed with, and you were like, damn, we could have been something. You know what I mean? Like, if you were just six years younger or I fucked old people, we could have had a whole life. I love hanging out with my grandma. I always learn new shit. I was hanging out with her last week. I was asking her what it was like being a young lady growing up in Savannah, Georgia. I'll never forget. I was like, what was it like being young in Savannah? She's like, Michael, when I was 18, all the boys came back for more. We had a good time. What? I'm a supportive grandson, though, so I was just like, ah, you crazy slutting, and we high-fived. It was tight. <laughs> I love her. Thank you so much. I'm trying to be more zen. I don't think it's good for my sets. <laughs> I'm, like, too relaxed. Usually I come up and I'm like, da! <laughs> right, you see, you weren't even ready for that shit. You actually looked at me for the first time, you motherfucker. <laughs> you looking to the side and shit, making me feel weird about myself. <laughs> now I'm mad. Fuck you. No. Thank you. I feel bad for icky words. Icky words. Sneaky, freaky, leaky, geeky, creaky. It's all bad. There was one fun icky word. It was tiki. And then the torches came out, ruined that for everybody. I wonder if icky words look at alm words with, with jealousy. You know, alm words, psalm, palm, calm, balm. It's all very soothing. 
The only one negative ohm word is qualm, and that's like the classiest way to have a disagreement. If you have a qualm, you're part of a magistrate. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Come on. I've been trying to quit smoking cigarettes. I love smoking. It's hard, though. The thing I like most about smoking is the break you can take from people. It's wonderful. Like, if, you, if you're at a party and you want to be alone, you just go outside and smoke a cigarette. So now that I'm not smoking, when I want to be alone, what I'll do is I'll go to the bathroom. I'll just hang out. I'll go to the bathroom, I'll just hang out, I'll pace around, I'll pull out my phone, I'll scroll. Sometimes I'll look in the mirror, I'll just be like, hell yeah, hell yeah. But then sometimes I'll go in the bathroom and somebody will have peed on the toilet seat. It's like, I can't leave the bathroom with the pee on the seat. Somebody's going to think I peed on the seat. So what do I do? I go, I clean it up. But now it's happening so often that instead of smoking cigarettes, I'm just cleaning toilets. <laughs> and I'm not sure that's better, man. I'm pretty sure I still get cancer. Other times I try to quit smoking, what I do is I dip tobacco. My family's from the South that dip. Dipping tobacco is not a great alternative because when you do it, it's like, hey, I'm still getting cancer, but now I look racist. It's like, oh, <laughs> extra thing. I'm trying to appreciate the little things not smoking. Lately, I'm going to get really into yawning. Yeah, yawning. <laughs> Yawning's tight, man. Yawning's what I imagine it's like to be caught in an alias tractor beam going to space just like, ah. <laughs> Shit's tight. What's really cool about yawning, though, is just talking about yawning can make you yawn. Just thinking about yawning can make you yawn. Seeing somebody else yawning can make you yawn. That's exciting as shit to me. Like, if I'm walking down the street and I see a dude yawn, I get hype. I'm just like, oh, shit, okay. All right, oh, hey, whoa, where's it coming from? When's it going to get here? Could I be so lucky? Ah, thank you, dude. I love it. I like yawning. I love sneezing. Oh, sneezing. Does anybody else get hype as fuck when they sneeze? Hell yeah. Every time I sneeze, I want to crack my neck and shadow box. It's invigorating. I love it. That's how you start the day. But what's really good, what's really good is sneezing in public. Goddamn, sneezing in public. What else can you do in life where you just yell? And then everybody blesses you. What the fuck? I don't know why we do it, but that's so valuable for your sanity as a person. It's so important for your mental health. Everybody gets so pent up and so tense in life, but you could just go out in public and be like, Woo! and everybody's like, hey, it's going to be okay. You need that. You need that for your mental clarity. I'm convinced every serial killer is just one of these people that held in all their sneezes like, <laughs> You hold it enough, you just start stabbing people, cutting off dicks. You do wild shit. <laughs> Got to let it out. It's funny. If you sneeze a lot in public, people get, like, excited for you. People get amped. You sneeze a bunch, people will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Five sneezes, whoa. People will talk to you across a restaurant just like, hey, allergies? <laughs> Is it allergies? Oh, what's your name? You're a wild man. Karen, come meet Mike. But if you cough a lot in public, people are like, hey, Will you die somewhere else? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Who let you in here? Go! Oh. You ever fart and it reminds you of your dad? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? You get older, it starts smelling just like him. Just like him. My dad died two years ago. I carry him with me everywhere. Every time I crack one off, I shed a single tear. I say, I love you, dad. I'm shedding like 20 tears a day. People are like, why are you crying? I'm just like, oh, memories. 
Why does it stink? Memories, go away, Greg. Okay. Like my dad, he's okay. He's not actually dead. I don't know why I say that. I say that, I say that for the joke, but it's not necessarily funny. My dad is very much alive. Um, he voted for Donald Trump. Sorry, everybody. You don't pick your parents. He did it, though, you know? I think I know why he did it. My mom's got real Hillary Clinton vibes. That's like the type of lady my mom is. Like, my mom's a very stern, very intelligent woman. She has very firm hair. I think what happened was my dad looked at Hillary Clinton. He looked at my mom, and he was just like, oh, no. No! There can't be two of them telling me what to do all the time. Shut it down. Me, I was very excited to vote for Hillary Clinton. I was just like, ha, ha, two moms. I love mom. Get her in there. Could have been good for us. Get a nice feminine energy in the White House. You know what I mean? We fuck up as a country. She doesn't get mad. She just gets disappointed. That's good for everybody. Thank you so much. All right, so y'all like that eeky word stuff so much. Let's go back to words and letters. I tried politics, and I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all. I'm good with body functions and words and letters. Real good. I know my niche. I don't know why I keep trying to divert from there. No, you know what? Let's do this. Name the best brand of donuts. Name it. Krispy Kreme. God, it's easy. It's so easy, guys. It's an easy question. I ask it to so many different audiences. The best donut is Krispy Kreme. God damn it. I've been eating it my whole life. Some people be like, you got to try Sublime Donuts, Revolution Donuts. You ever eat at one of these donut places, these new donut places? No, no. Where do you eat donuts at? Krispy Kreme. What the <laughs> fuck are we talking about? Who's eating at Sublime or Revolution Donuts? But why? But why? You spend more money for bullshit. It's like, oh, we made a donut look like a panda. Fuck you. I don't need that. What do you do with a glaze, bitch? Show me your glazed. Let me see what's happening with your glaze. Basics, fundamentals. People say Dunkin' Donuts. Man, that blows my fucking mind. Dunkin' Donut. You ever had a Dunkin' Donuts glazed? Holy shit. I had my first Dunkin' Donuts glazed when I was 18. I bit into it. I was like, what is this, a goddamn bagel? I threw it down. It's too bready. We you do smear cream cheese on it? Get the fuck out of my face. I feel like I sound like I'm from up north, especially when I talk about donuts, but I'm from the south. I don't know why I talk like this. I don't know why I talk like this. I'm fr my whole family's from Savannah. I talk like I'm a fucking cop in Boston, just like, hey, what? Well, what is that, weed? I hope you brought enough for the rest of us, you motherfucker. Okay. What are you doing, drinking and driving? I remember when I was 40, get the fuck out of here. Hey, freeze. Nah, just kidding, go ahead. Okay. Boston cop mic. Ba -ba 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 -ba. I feel bad for the letter A. I do. Letter A is the only letter that stands alone as a word that we don't capitalize. I stands alone as a word. We capitalize that every time because it's a pronoun. They tell me, Mike, you don't capitalize the A because it's an article. <laughs> don't tell me the rules, motherfucker. I'm going off feeling right now. You know what I mean? Little A, we're just leaving them out there in the middle of sentences. Defenseless. Little A is just out there in the middle of sentences with big words, big words. Big words roaming around the landscape just like gangs ready to kick the shit out of little A. The words like 
pedantic and exhilaration. <laughs> and little A's just out there. If you look at little A, he looks terrified. He look, he's in the fetal position, just like, please, don't beat the shit out of me. And we don't have the goddamn decency to uppercase him and give him a fighting chance. Little A looks scared. Big A is respectable. Big A stands in the middle of sentences like that one dude in Tiananmen Square, just like, Words can respect that. Big A stands like a bouncer outside a club, just like, yeah, fuck with me. People be like, we could beat him up, but you know what? It's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the trouble. You go ahead, Big A. <laughs> One day that joke's going to be good, man, I swear to God. I keep trying it. Nobody likes it. But it's okay. I don't have a small penis, but I do have a penis that would look weird on a tall dude. That's a weird way to try to get it back. Uh, he was talking about Coco. My girlfriend didn't cry when she watched Coco, and I left her. Like, you're, you're heartless. Okay, well, this has been so much fun, guys. I'm glad I told that penis joke for J Joel's podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Keep it going for Michael, everybody. Michael, yeah, yeah. Get you a chair there, buddy. Get you a chair. Oh, and your, uh, your microphone, sir? Thank you. Thank you, sir. Boom. Oh, don't, don't forget now. Let's get our candle. Our tea light for everybody on the podcast. Thank you so much. That was very helpful. This has been a very good show. Let's let's finish this with a bang here with the Michael Rowland. Give him one more round of applause. Thank, thank you. What is it about that final joke you want to make work? Uh, the A joke? Yeah. I just really like it. I just want it. It's so silly to me, and I just don't know. I feel like people can get on board with the idea because it's so ridiculous, but I don't know how to end it. And one, one day, I'm just going to keep telling it, and I think something will happen. <laughs> how did it start? I don't know. I think, well, it was like, <laughs> no, it was like, it was like a writing session. I think I did, and I was just like, what, what's funny? Literally, that's how you start writing is what's funny? Sometimes. Sometimes I try to, like, actually make that, like, a starting point. It usually doesn't work, <laughs> which, as evidenced by the joke, it doesn't work. <laughs> but, like, yeah, sometimes. But that's after, like, I do, like, a free write, and I try to, like, loosen myself up. And okay, so that, is that how you normally write? You, you say writing session. This is pen to paper? Yeah. Pen yeah. to paper. Free writing. If you don't, free writing is just, like, pretty much where you just, like, brain dump whatever thoughts you have right. just freely flowing writing on the page filling up i'll usually like do like a sprint where i'll fill up a page yeah, yeah, just yeah. without stopping and then go back and review what you've written right and underline it i've been doing a thing where it's like you journal the first page and then start like a free write like i sort of i try to get some stuff off my mind and then do a brain dump ah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh get it out of the way a little yeah, yeah, declutter yeah. a little bit yeah nice did you guys have a question? Are you guys flirting? Or are you hot? No? Oh, oh, we have a couple questions. Oh, I was just, they were just cool. Go ahead, guys.
Oh, I just don't have any smart opinions. I talk about <laughs> so I he just, asked about how hard it is to be political on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just tell a joke about how my mom looks like Hillary Clinton and my dad's a dummy. Like, it's not like I'm taking any, like, hard and fast opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I because I, I don't. Again, I don't take any really hard stances on anything. So usually, usually it goes over well. I mean, other. Yeah, you'd have to ask a more political comedian. I think. Yeah, the joke is pointed at your family. Yeah, not. It's pointed at your parents. They're like the victim of the joke. Right. Right. As opposed to like being like a political like opinion, really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And you? Yes. She doesn't agree, but thanks. Yeah. Oh yeah, how to be likable on stage. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. You are I, adorable. I assume I assume people don't like me. And we then <laughs> that's you know what? That helps. Go into it like everybody's gonna hate me and just like shrug your shoulders and be like, please. And people are like, oh, look, look at him. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. And they just like want to pinch your cheeks and shit. I don't know. Just like assume everybody is going to hate you and it, <laughs> they'll like you. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, I guess like six or seven years. Six or seven. Yeah. So you're getting more into the personality side of it as well beyond so, just yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find smiling helps on stage. That's, that's a good one. But it's overlooked. You know, like Koi two years in, I think Koi smiling a little bit will help the jokes go over a little bit easier. Not to, like, not to judge you. That's just being on stage a lot too, though. And the more comfortable you are, then the more you can connect with the audience because you're not just like, <laughs> what do I say next? Okay, I still do that. But um, sorry, my hair. I've got this marriage haircut that's killing me right now. That's good. It's like a part where, like, this is my side of the bed. This is hers. It's just tragic. It looks good. It's like the Fonz. Did you have a question? Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm also here before. You said you found in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Yeah, How I did. How would you compare your experience with Los Angeles comedy scene to Atlanta? Ooh, um, L.A. versus um, well, Atlanta comedy. Atlanta's been great for, for, like, growing. When I was in Los Angeles, there's a lot of different, like, sub-scenes there, and I was in, like, the worst <laughs> I was in the like for real. I was at I was at a you know a club that was sort of hacky, and I was running with like like you know cokeheads and shit. And it was just it was like it wasn't great for my comedy. It was cool because I got to work up and see how a club worked. But like I was happy to get out of that and come here and just be in a more wholesome environment where people are like still doing coke, but they're not. <laughs> <about it>. um, <laughs> And it's in the comedy was is, is of like a better quality, but I mean, you know, there's better stuff in LA. I was just in a bad, a bad scene, a bad sub scene. Yeah, mm, stage that. time. That's, that's why I moved back here was to get more time. It was to it was to get better and level up and have have more stage time because it's you want to go there once you have a lot of experience, I think. Instead of the other way, so like yeah. get good somewhere and then move. Yeah. Although yeah. some people have done it the other way. Some totally. people started there, but I just I thought it was a smarter move to come back here. Yeah. yeah, like Jacob started in Chicago and then moved to New York type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you guess you started in L.A. Are you from L.A.? No, I'm from here. Uh -huh. And then I was out. Th I moved out there when I was 18 for Ooh, school. And a then, rambling man. And then 
I moved back after like doing comedy for three years there. Three know. years there, though. Yeah. yeah. What club was it? Um, the the Haha ha Cafe. Oh, I've well, heard of that. Is, this is gonna come back to bite me. I just know it. <laughs> Don't you pay to we, perform we there? You were talking shit. Yeah, yeah, you do. And I used to like, I used to like, and this was sketchy shit where I would like, I was, they would give me numbers of people to text and tell them like, you won free tickets to the club tonight, and that was how <sighs> I would pay my way for stage time. Was like mass texting people to telling them they won free tickets, and like half the people were like. Please stop texting me. <laughs> and you just have to be like, yep, taking you off the list. But it's all written, so there's no way to take them off the list because their numbers are <laughs> multiple spots on different lists. And it, it was just shitty. It always is, though. Yeah. That's it comedy. Sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, was, it was a good shitty start. <laughs> Get an idea. Well, we're so happy to have you here in Atlanta, that's for sure. Any, uh, any other questions for uh, Mr. Roland? Great job, man. Bravo, Thanks, man. man. Appreciate it. Way to go. Thanks, everybody. Way to close us out strong there. That's going to be this. Do you have anything to plug? I meant to ask you oh, if they have stuff to plug. You know what? Uh, I'm doing a show for Ernestine. Okay. You know, um, Ernest Energy. On, she told me to plug it, so I'm going to plug it. It's on, god dang. She told you to plug the show on here? Well, on Hop Red? She told me to plug Radio show, hour? the show, and I usually don't plug shows. <laughs> The Super Hungry, Super Funny Comedy Show, July 5th. That'll be a Thursday. That'll be a Thursday. So that'll be eight days from today. One, 182 Cortland Avenue Northeast. I don't. That's a lot of information to remember. The Super Hungry Comedy Show at be, this address. It should be a good lineup. He's thrilled about it. I'm stoked. We'll come back next week. Uh, everybody in the audience, we'll do a July 4th show, and then you can go see Michael on Thursday. At a not July 4th show. That's right. But bravo, man. Great job. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Michael Rowland, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Great job, buddy. You can just leave that there for the final. Did you guys have fun tonight? Did you guys enjoy? You look thrilled. You guys happy you came outside? That's so awesome. Well, thank you legitimately for taking the time to hang out with us this evening. This is my email list. I send out an email once a week just to remind you about this show. And I also host the hot, this is Hot Breath Radio Hour. I host Hot Breath Podcast, which is where I do like in-depth interviews with comedians. So like Jacob, I'm interviewing him tomorrow. There's, it's on iTunes and all that, but I just send out a reminder of who's on the, the, uh, the show this week. But I release a new one every Monday at 8. But uh, this is the show. If you don't want my face, don't feel obligated to take it. I will reuse them. So don't keep them. No, I'm just kidding. You can... You can have them if it reminds you to come back next week. But we'll be here next week. Are you happy with your bucket list? Nice. Are you guys still going to be friends with her? Okay. Good deal. It's not every day you can high-five every single person in the audience. Right here. And, we, uh, and LinkedIn. Mr. LinkedIn. That's unbelievable, man. We are all the way out here. So the Atlanta comedy scene is one of the top in the country right now so we try to showcase that every week and we appreciate you supporting that so um, tell a friend to tell a friend yeah yes we will do one after the fireworks here yeah that's that's a big show because all the foot traffic they'll come in here and you funnel them in yeah get them in that sales funnel with free fans that hot breath funnel text messages we're gonna be collecting text messages Michael's going to be texting you out so we can get stage time again. But uh, you guys just missed a live comedy podcast. I'm so sorry.
You're, but you're bringing in outside food, so I don't feel that bad that you're, you're just looking for cover right now. You're like, let's kind of, let's go into that pot. Let's go into that patio. Let's see what's going on over here. We got romantic with our tea lights, but it's a show we do every single uh, Wednesday here. Comedians perform, and then we interview them. So hopefully we'll see you next week for July 4th. But um, other than that, guys, I'm Joel Byers. You guys have a good night. Thank you so much. Woo! And Garrett Hayes is the man behind the whole production. He has a company called Well-Crafted Events. If you guys want more info on what he can do, talk to him right here. But the real deal, Holyfield. Have a good night, guys. Bye. I love you. Thanks for hanging out. One more month. Make it another week and come back. And all social media, at Hot Breath Pod. I should have said that. Everything's at Hot Breath Pod on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I love you. All right, Hot Brethren and Sistern, the show's over. But I would, in a blue sky world, I would like to travel around with this format and come to your scene, interview local comedians and see them perform and give them a platform to get more exposure. So if this is something you're interested in and that we could collaborate on, Hey, hit me up, hotbreathpod at gmail.com or hotbreathpod on all social media. Let's connect. Let's build. That's part of the community I'm trying to build. So this is a step in that direction with the Hot Breath Radio Hour. I'm trying new stuff here, all right? You know, it's I'm trying to build this by doing the same things. So now this week I found inspiration. And hey, if you want change, what are you changing to achieve that change? So... This week, we're making a lot of change with Hot Breath, and with your feedback, we can start to make the change in the right direction. But for now, it's like, hey, progress, not perfection. So Hot Breath Radio Hour is yours. I have a couple more. If you would like me to post them, let, you, let me know. But uh, otherwise, keep grinding out there, kids. I know comedy out there, it ain't easy, but it's worth it. So anything I can do to help you along the way or help each other... You know, I have the Hot Breath Network. It's a Hot Breath Comedy Network. It's a group on Facebook. Go ahead and join that, and we can all start to collaborate and discuss and learn from each other. But thanks for your time. I know um, we got good interviews, but now we're trying to create good content as well around the Hot Breath Network. So thank you so much, Hot Brethren and Sister. I'm Joel Byers, and we'll see you on Monday.